the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Katie, we hardly knew ye. That's right. Katie Hill wasn't around long. She was elected to Congress in California uh, just last November. It only been installed, what, January? So it's been, what, nine, ten months? And she's been called an up-and-comer by the media, the liberal media, of course, and by other people in the Democratic Party. But then some pictures popped up on the Internet of her naked and uh, brushing a female campaign staffer's hair. So she resigned on Sunday with lots of people in the media feeling sorry for her since then. And today, Nancy Pelosi said, quote, it's shameful that she's been exposed to public humiliation and to cyber exploitation. Well, Katie gave her last speech on the floor of the House of Representatives today, fully clothed, by the way, and it went something like this. I am leaving now because of a double standard. I'm leaving because I no longer want to be used as a bargaining chip. I'm leaving because I didn't want to be peddled by papers and blogs and websites used by shameless operatives for the dirtiest gutter politics that I've ever seen and the right-wing media to drive clicks and expand their audience by distributing intimate photos of me taken without my knowledge, let alone my consent, for the sexual entertainment of millions. I'm leaving because of a misogynistic culture that gleefully consumed my naked pictures capitalized on my sexuality and enabled my abusive ex to continue that abuse, this time with the entire country watching. I'm leaving because there is only one investigation that deserves the attention of this country, and that's the one that we voted on today. Okay, yeah, it's a double standard. And I, I, I admit, I, we put the laugh track in there. I just thought it would help a little bit. Anyway, uh, it's a double standard, of course, because if it had been, say, you know, Mitch McConnell naked, brushing the hair of a staffer, male or female, the media would have said, let the poor guy alone. And Nancy Pelosi would have come to his defense just as she came to the defense of Katie Hill. But Katie Hill should have no problem leaving with her head, head held high. Her career was short. But at least it was humiliating. Stick around. We'll be right back. into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRSPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year, and how much? Should you switch your 
Part D prescription plan or drop it all together. Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. That's MarleyFG.com. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. The U.S. is projected to add 10 million jobs over the next five years. But will today's high school students be ready for the jobs of tomorrow? The future of our country is in high school, and politicians are deciding the future right now. Text FUTURE to 225568 to learn more from XQ. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant patio heaters the very best patio heater that you can get the bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our solar infrared grills so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios we have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant patio heaters and Solaire infrared grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we are uh, waiting to get our guest uh, who has not answered the phone. So that happens every once in a while in talk radio. Our plan was to uh, visit the uh, story about the seven-year-old transgender, um, well, not transgender yet, but uh, the kid in Texas whose mother wanted to turn him into a girl and has been doing so since he was three years old. And um, we had uh, hoped to have... uh, Walt Heyer on. We I had ran the I actually ran the uh, interview I did with him several months ago, just to uh, just as kind of a general uh, look at what's involved with kids when there are being, well, maybe pressured isn't the word, but encouraged uh, to to follow. Well, to to encourage to change genders. Uh, they've taken this kid and tried to turn him into a uh, girl, and when he's with his father, he's Apparently, because this guy Walt Heyer, he actually um, he actually spent time with him, and he uh, he just observed this kid, and that he was acting like a boy when he was around his dad, and acting like a girl when he was around his um, his mother. So we hope to um, hook up with Walt. In the meantime, I will fill with other stuff. What's happening? Um, the the. I think what's an interesting story that I just saw came across just recently. Actually, it's uh, 3.30 or so. Uh, Timothy Morrison, he's the White House's Senior Director for European Affairs. And he uh, he was questioned or testified today to Congress uh, as part of the, uh, the uh, impeachment inquiry. Uh, and uh, it's not. This was not a good. It turned out to be not a good witness for the Democrats because um, he said that he did not believe anything illegal transpired in a phone call between President Trump and uh, Vladimir Zelensky. That's the uh, at the time president of Ukraine. 
He's the second White House official who's um, who listened in on that phone call from way back. Well, not way back, but back in July, and uh, he uh, his testimony was very much in Trump's favor today. So, not a good witness for the Democrats. And according to his prepared opening statement, he was concerned that a transcript of the phone call would be leaked and damage U.S. Uh, Ukraine relations. So that that's, I guess, the big news today, other than the fact that the resolution was actually uh, voted on and everything today. And it's uh, it's uh, it's just become to me almost impossible to watch because it's just uh, I, I just wish that they could um, have the election tomorrow, pick a Democrat today and have the election tomorrow, open the polls and get it over with, because uh, there's not a Democrat that's going to be able to beat Donald Trump, not anyone that's listed on that uh, or not that's on the list right now and the people who are still in it. They're not going to beat him. Nobody there is going to beat him. And the impeachment is just a, it's a, it's not going to happen. The, the, the Senate has already uh uh, Mitch McConnell has already said that it's just it's a non-starter. They're not they're it's based on what's happened so far. There's not going to be a vote on it, uh, and the, the the vote in the House would split right down the middle, except for two Democrats who voted uh, not to have the inquiry. Um, every Democrat voted for it. Every Republican voted against it, and so it's just not going. It's just it's almost it gets. Uh, frustrating to watch because nothing changes. It's one side says one thing, and um, in, and it's predictable what the Democrats are going to say, and it's just as predictable uh, what the Republicans Republicans are going to come back with. So um, it's I don't know. It's it, that between that and Brexit, um, you know, it's just it's hard to it's hard to take it seriously because it's. You don't have to be a genius or a political expert to look at it and and look at both sides and say they're just not going to ever agree. And so let's put it to a vote. You know, they, the Democrats obviously can't wait long enough to, to vote for it or vote on it um, or vote for to decide who's going to be president. They can't wait until next November, 13 months from now. They can't handle it. And that's mostly i think because they don't think they can win the only way they think they're going to get rid of donald trump is by impeaching him just removing him from office so um i I have trouble paying close attention to it but i just thought that was kind of an interesting uh development today because the democrats are bringing these people in thinking that they're going to come up with damaging uh testimony on um on uh, for on donald trump and and move their impeachment proceedings along but it's it's not happening for them so that's where we are with that um some other things here oh and i wanted to uh, speaking of uh brexit coming up in our next segment if he shows up <laughs> we are we have uh, a guy come on to talk about uh, wexit which is a um a movement in canada since justin trudeau uh for some reason was elected um the, I think it was October 21st, just a week or so ago, week and a half ago. Um, there are people out in the western part of Canada, Alberta specifically, and also there's a movement in Saskatchewan to uh, secede from the uh, federal, from the Confederation, or whatever they call uh, the uh, the Dominion of Canada, whatever they're calling it up there now. They want to. Uh, they don't want to put up with us anymore. And that kind of interests me because I, I, I think like if if um, California decided to secede and thought they could get away with it, I, I don't think I'd have a big problem with that. And um, when you look at the difference between the way people think in eastern Canada, Toronto, Montreal, um, and out, out west in Alberta, Saskatchewan, um, I don't know about Vancouver. It's a big city. I don't know how they feel about it, but uh, it's it's it's. It's. I think it's like the, the difference between North and South here in the U.S., but um, but maybe more pronounced up there. And uh, Canadians just uh, they're they're not really good at putting up with BS. And um, out west, they think that Justin Trudeau and the Liberals are just full of it, so they're trying to get away from it. Uh, we're still going to try to get a hold of our guests. In the meantime, let's take a break and see if we can 
Oh, we can't take it. Oh, we don't have a break. Oh, okay, we won't take a break. I was thinking we could. No, we've already took taken the break, didn't we? Oh, never mind. I'll just babble. I'll tell you what. You can bail me out here with a phone call at um, 844-302-1250. Uh, whatever you want to talk about is okay. Um, I was hoping to have our guest on, and we booked him last week. Maybe we booked him too long in advance, Aaron, and he, you know, he forgot. <laughs> but he's not here, so there's nothing we can do about it. So um, some other things that I, I had uh, pl- was going to talk about today that if I if I would have had the uh, opportunity, I can now talk about. Uh, here's one that I really like. This is a story that I, I thought about trying to get somebody on to talk about this. Uh, I just saw this yesterday. Um, cell phones. And a Pittsburgh area school district... Uh, and that would be the Stowe Rocks School District, uh, no longer are permitted to use their phones in school. And I I saw that, and I've been wondering why that hadn't happened sooner. Um, they no longer are permitted to possess or use their phones in district buildings, on district buses and vehicles, or do, during any time students are under the district supervision. Under a revised electronics device policy approved by the school directors, Students can bring their phones to school if necessary, but must turn them into school personnel while classes are in session. In addition to phones, the policy applies to laser pointers and attachments and phone pagers. The superintendent is Frank Dalmas. He told uh, KDK-TV, this is where I got the story from, he told him that the ban was initiated because phones have become too much of a distraction, leading to a lost education time. I have, I have, I see my kids, or not my kids, my grandkids for years. They've been taking uh, the two of them, uh, three of them are seniors, and uh, two of them are sophomores in high school. And I don't understand why that, why a school for one minute would allow kids to walk around with cell phones at school. It's it's insane. Um, I mean, if it was just a phone, it'd be one thing. You'd have to worry about them, uh, you know, making a phone call to their whoever. But this is this is um, a, a cell phone. Obviously, is not just a phone. It's a camera. It can uh, hook you up to the internet. It can be used to send texts. Texts, I should say, while you're sitting in class, you can send a text to somebody. Uh, it's just um, it's just insane. And so, good for Stow Rocks. Every school district should do the same thing. Kids should come to school if they have a phone, and they should uh, have to turn it in and. I'm sure there's some way that the school in the building, somebody without a whole lot of technical expertise could figure out a way to jam the phone so it wouldn't work. But it's a really good idea. The kids just don't need to be able to text their mother, you know, in the middle of English class. Just get rid of them. Uh, it's a great idea. Stow Rocks High School. By the way, we have a caller. Let's go to Lee in Pittsburgh. Go ahead, Lee. Hey, John, how are you? Good, how are Love you doing? Show. Thank you. Thanks very much for, for doing it. Yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to talk about, I think it was either today or yesterday, uh, Mayor Peduto and the city council got slapped down officially uh, for yes, they their, did. their facetious and silly attempts to, uh, in contravention to Pennsylvania, to Pennsylvania Constitution, pass some laws, and they said they're going to appeal again and again and again. When do we get serious and try to pass something like, I think it's uh, HB 1056, and hold them accountable for wasting our money? Yeah. And, well, you know what? They, they just decided to ignore the Constitution, the, the state Constitution, which doesn't allow the city or any municipality to, uh, to pass laws that are not permitted under the Constitution. And they, they just, that, that to me is enough. When, when do we say, hey, this is violation of honest services? Blagojevich went away to jail for that. Of course, bribery, right? Much right. bigger. Right. But this is just in the same fashion. He's he's abusing us. He's abusing the money we pay. He's he's it's wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, and you know what? Uh, I I don't have it in front of me here, but I'm pretty sure it's been a while since there was. Um, Someone other than a Democrat who was elected mayor of Pittsburgh. I think it's uh, up to 75 years now. Um, oh, yeah, that's for sure. And that, so you're not going to get rid of them. Uh, so you just have to either move or deal with it if you live in Pittsburgh. Well, hey, the uh, the district attorney, uh, Allegheny County, uh, came out very early on and said, this is not legal. Well, when are we going to go ahead and follow through? Well, we'll see. It's uh, it's it's uh, the, the first... Um, 
the first strike has been made and uh, he was struck down. So we'll see. But they're not. They've already said they're going to appeal. They're not going to give up. But I, I appreciate your call, Lee. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, let's go to Terry in New Kensington. Terry, go ahead. Hey, John. Good afternoon. Good. Just a quick story. Uh, a few years back, when my two daughters were still in school, they had a parent meeting about various things coming up, and I attended. I was one of really just two men there, uh, mostly women. And the principal tells a story about a cell phone problem that came up. There was a girl in school, uh, I think 10th or 11th grade she was in. Long story short, she gets the text from her mother during class that says, I don't know what to do. They just foreclosed on our home. Think about that. A parent, first of all, there, there's a problem with the parent. Right. Texting something like that to a kid at school, well, of course, the kid just breaks out in tears and disrupted the, you know, the whole class. And, and certainly my heart goes out to the girl and her family for the problem. But really? That, mean, would, that would be something that maybe you would have told the kid when she came home from school that day in the past before cell phones. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous. Um, the whole cell phone thing uh, between uh, people having the phones going off in church and at meetings and at right. theaters. It's just ridiculous. But thanks for taking my call. Sure, I appreciate it. Thank you. And um, I, I'll say this: the it's not just um, it's not just the the phone calls. Obviously, it's being able to text, which the kids uh, do more than actually talk on the phone. But it's also it's a distraction. It's it's like letting a kid uh, forty, fifty years ago, back when I was in school, let, letting you walk around with a with a transistor radio and you you know put the earphone oh. in and you know. It's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, I'm 60, and, and it's been the same way. I remember one teacher, believe it or not, kind of kind of a Steve Blast story, actually letting us in a class when we were doing studies, when we were done, listen to baseball on, on the radio. Right. It's just amazing that actually happened, you know. Yeah. Hey, Terry, so, thanks for the call. No problem, anytime. Thank you. Okay, Bye. Diane, Kennedy Township. We've got a couple minutes. Go ahead. Hi, John. Hi. I just wanted to call and um, ask uh, any listeners that are on today to vote no on the referendum question on Tuesday, Marcy's Law. It looks really good. It's a victim's right act. However, we already have one. It was passed in 2007. It's not being enforced. And the way the referendum is worded and constructed violates both the PA and the U.S. Constitution. Well, I'm so, not familiar with it. What what is the what is the uh, referendum about? The referendum is to amend the PA Constitution to include give victims of the same rights as the accused. And the problem with that is that we already have a law on the books in PA called the Victims' Rights Act of 2007 that's not being enforced. And this one actually will amend the Constitution in 11 different places, the PA Constitution. And our Constitution calls for a vote on every instance of amending. So we're doing one vote on one question that will amend the Constitution in 11 different places. Okay, well, that's uh, that sounds like, the, you know, who wants to be bothered with something as annoying as the Constitution? You wouldn't want to let that get in the way. Absolutely. So please, people, vote no. It's got to be revised drastically. Very good. Thank you, Diane. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we have about a minute left. Uh, the phone number is 844-302-1250. We probably don't have time for another call. We might be able to sneak one in if anybody's on there. But um, when we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, as I said, Wexit, which is, um, you know, Maybe Pennsylvania could do it. Secede from the Union if you don't like it. I don't think that's going to happen here. But um, up in Canada, you never know. They have. I, I've not been able to really figure out how they. Uh, it's it's parliamentary and and all that stuff, and they can call elections at different times. And Justin Trudeau somehow managed to survive. I don't understand how. Uh, I don't know that a guy who was caught in blackface like three times in the United States, would uh, be a... Well, if he's a conservative, he definitely wouldn't be. But if he's a if he's a liberal, he might get away with it. He might uh, be given a pass. But uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about secession. Not in the U.S., but it could happen in Canada. Stick around.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A resolution passed along a party-line vote in the House that formalizes the impeachment probe's next phase. It calls for open hearings before the House Intelligence Committee, which is then required to outline its findings and recommendations. The House Judiciary Committee would then make a final recommendation on impeachment. President Trump and his lawyers would be able to attend all panel presentations and hearings and question any witnesses. He can also call witnesses if the Democrat led committee agrees. Correspondent Saga Magani reporting, but House Rules Committee ranking member Tom Cole says there's been nothing transparent about what Democrats have done so far. Over the last month, without a vote and with only the speakers say so, committees have been engaged in a closed impeachment inquiry on what amounts to nothing more than a partisan fishing expedition. On Wall Street, the data by 140 points. This is SRN News. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is... I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Trade pros. Whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a 1,000 locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and same or next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. Community Bank, City Mission, Number One Cochrane, Highmark Stadium, Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion. Nello Construction, the choice for business. See the projects, begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Hi, this is John Jokin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet, and it is officially Chevy Truck Month. Calusi has a huge selection of Silverados in stock, and right now you can qualify for over $9,500 off the MSRP on select models of the new 2019 Silverado All-Star. Plus, only during Truck Month, there's no monthly payments for 90 days for well-qualified buyers and when you finance with GM Financial. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad, you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're looking at traffic type pretty much everywhere you go. Southbound at 79, approaching Washington Pike with an accident off to the shoulder. You're tied up on the Parkway North, outbound from 28 up to Cemetery Lane. Parkway West, we're seeing some heavy delays as you head outbound from Banksville Road to Carnegie. Parkway East, really stacked up outbound from Second Avenue all the way out to Edgewood, Swissvale. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
Rain and a heavy gusty thunderstorm will be around first thing this evening. Some showers will linger before midnight. Windy and turning much colder. Those winds can be locally damaging tonight. Low 31. Windy and chilly tomorrow with clouds giving way to some sunshine. High 44. Clear and cold tomorrow night. Low 27 for Saturday. Partly sunny and chilly. High 48 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, you've heard of Brexit, but have you heard of Wexit? That's uh, what we're going to talk about here. Um, Brexit became so annoying that I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, The voters in Great Britain said they wanted out of the European Union a long time ago, and somehow they're still in. It's been going back and forth, and it's being delayed, and it really is a pretty annoying story to follow. Anyway, and I've always wondered why they got uh, into the European Union in the first place, but that's Brexit. They'll figure that one out one of these days. But what's Wexit? It's a movement of sorts in Canada. Tyler Dawson is the deputy editor for the editorial pages at the Ottawa Citizen. He joins us now. Thanks for being here, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. So what is Wexit? Wexit is a resurgence of what's actually been a movement in Western Canada for a very, very long time. So it's... uh, Put bluntly, it's a, it's a Western independence movement, a Western separatist movement, um, and Wexit is sort of the latest incarnation of that, um, organized by a handful of people on Facebook and things like that. So not a political party, not uh, not much beyond angry people online, but it's certainly getting a lot of attention as this stuff tends to up here. So um, you say it's been going on for a long time. I, I have property in Canada, and I have a connection there. My mother's Canadian, I've mentioned here before. Um, mm-hmm. I so I you know I sort of I'm, I'm sure I pay a little bit more attention or and I'm exposed more to news about Canada than most people. But this is interesting to me because um, secession, which is what they're talking about, it's a pretty big deal. Um, and uh, I'm just wondering, you know, how serious uh, the people who take it seriously? How seriously do they take it? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, I would say the people that take it seriously take it quite seriously. Um, in the Alberta provincial election back in April, there actually has always been an Alberta Independence Party, and that party got about 13,500 and some votes. So we're, we're talking like 1% or less of all the ballots cast in that election. So it's not a massive number of people. Um, and, and when you do have a significant number of people involved, as in the case of Wexit, in terms of at least joining Facebook groups and commenting and stuff like that, um, you know, that support, I think, tends to drop off once people realize, A, the implications of, of secession, and B, just how much actual work it would be. I mean, Quebec has been trying for as long as they've been a part of Canada to leave in some respects, and they they haven't got around to doing it yet. Yeah, and... Um uh, here in if you in the United States uh, there have been jokes made about California and there actually was a little bit of a movement in California among people who uh said they'd like to they're considering the possibility of seceding from the union uh many people out here back here in the east would be okay with that um what is the what is the reaction that easterners have to the westerners do they just think oh that's the crazy westerners again yeah, more or less. Um, it's it's a bit of a complicated setup because Alberta and Saskatchewan are probably the two wealthiest provinces in the entire country. Oh. Um, and yet at the same time, um, you have Alberta really sort of crying foul over things like pipeline construction, things like the carbon tax um, that, that Albertans, and I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, that, that, see, um, that, that see this as attacking sort of our economic interests. So on one hand, you have the richest part of the country complaining about the rest of the country and like a bunch of environmental organizations being mean and then saying, well, if you don't shape up, we're going to leave the country. So there, it's a bit of a, a contradiction, I guess, inherent in there. So so I think there's quite a bit of sneering at it and people sort of say, oh, a bunch of rednecks are at it again. And you're, you're talking to us now from Edmonton? I am indeed. No, the Oilers are coming here uh, Saturday, by the way. Um, well, let's hope they have a win. Yeah, oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, it, the, the guy who's uh, the leading the Wexit movement, I guess, is Peter Downing. Uh, is, <clears throat> how, is he taken seriously by anybody, or is he just looked at as a flamethrower? Um, I, I would say he's just looked at as a flamethrower. You know, he is behind 
a billboard campaign that was around the West that um, was verging towards conspiracy theory territory, let's say. He uh, is sort of a, a disgraced former police officer. Um, he has, let's say, a complicated personal history, yeah. uh, employment-wise, you know, his political views. He's ran for the Christian Heritage Party, which is quite a fringe right-wing religious party in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he is, he is, you know, when people sort of laugh at the ignorant rednecks in the West, um, to some extent, he's not to insult him too much, but, you know, he's, he's a bit of that stereotype, frankly. Well, there are people here who laugh at the rednecks in the South. Um, sure enough. R- r- rightly or wrongly, they do. Um, uh, but so is this a uh, – because what makes it interesting to me, just um, it, because I compare it to what's happening here, I don't know if you've noticed it up there, but we're kind of divided down here uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a conservative-liberal divide and, a, and very much a cultural divide. And a lot of it is around uh, gay rights. It's around guns. How much of that is what the, is involved in this issue up there with the West wanting to get, you know, uh, be separated? Mm-hmm. Um, the over sort of the broad swath of Canadian history going back to Confederation in 1867, generally the grievances that the West have had against the East have been economic, almost exclusively. Um um, whether that was the rail line that sort of knitted Canada together in the late 19th century that was subsidized by artificially high freight rates for, for grain growers, um, whether that was the National Energy Program in the 1980s designed to produce energy independence, but which instead took tens of billions of dollars out of um, the hands of Albertans. You know, the, the, the grievances are almost exclusively economic. Um, compared to the United States where there's, you know, debates about gun rights, where, where yeah. gay marriage is still an issue. Um, in large part, these cultural um, debates have been, settled in, have been settled in Canada for a considerably longer time than the U.S., I, I would say. Um, and even in places like Alberta, which do trend conservative, which do trend religious, um, you know, the, the, the premier of Alberta right now, Jason Kenney, is an extremely religious Catholic, um, and he's vowed that He's not going to touch abortion. He's not going to touch gay marriage. This, this stuff is, it's frankly been settled for a long time up here. So it's, it's mostly economic. So when you say it's been settled, the, the, the people who would be opposed to abortion know that the fight's over and they're just not going to win it? Or, is well, it, or people no, have accepted not a, it? Not yet. So the people, abortion, maybe I was slightly too hasty on abortion. Yeah. Abortion is settled as a matter of law in mm-hmm. Canada. Um, there and and while there is a significant group of people who consider themselves pro-life and who would like to see abortions reduced or eliminated or recriminalized, whatever their views might be on the matter, um, they have a very very hard time finding a politician who will legislate against it. So Andrew Scheer, the leader of the federal Conservative Party, who just lost an election a couple weeks ago, um, he is also quite personally religious, um, and he is personally opposed to abortion, but he said, look, this, this has been done. There's a Supreme Court case in the 80s. We are, we're not going to relitigate this battle. So, so that's sort of where, even among the people that do wish to fight these battles again or relitigate them, um, they, have, they have an awfully hard time finding a, a politician to bear that standard, and, and any politician that does, frankly, ends up having quite a short political career. We're talking to uh, Tyler Dawson. He's the deputy editor for the editorial pages at the Ottawa Citizen. He's talking to us from Edmonton, Alberta. And it's not about the Oilers coming here to play the Penguins on Saturday. Uh, we're talking about Wexit. Um, and so what is it about uh, Justin Trudeau, who was just elected to another term, that seems to bug mm-hmm. Western Canadians so much? Yeah, isn't that the thing, eh? This, I, I suspect this would be a very, very different discussion if a different person was at the head of the Liberal Party. So this goes back to the 1980s when his father, Pierre Trudeau, um, was the prime minister. And in the 1980s, there was something called the National, National Energy Program that you know put in some tax credits, some fees, some nationalizing of oil to some extent that was designed to stabilize the energy market sort of coming out of the energy crisis. And... Um, what, mainly what it did is uh, lost a whole lot of money for people at West. And so Westerners were just 
serious. So in 1980 to 1982, give or take, you saw really, really high levels of anger in the West. In 1982, in fact, in the provincial election in Alberta, voters in, um, in a riding just outside of Calgary uh, actually elected a proper separatist to, to the provincial legislature. So this was the 1980s, early to mid-1980s, was the high watermark for alienation, for separatism. And what you had over the next 20 or 30 years was the sort of rise of what was called the Reform Party and the Canadian Alliance that became the Conservative Party of Canada. So you had a, a political party that started in Western Canada in the immediate aftermath of this national energy program that went national, that folded the entire national progressive conservative party under its banner. And then you had basically 10 years from 2004, give or take, to 2015, of a conservative prime minister who was from Western Canada. Now, of course, he was defeated by Justin Trudeau in the 2015 election. Um, and But there is very much a feeling among Albertans in particular that Justin Trudeau uh, is is going to finish the job that his father started of killing off the oil industry. And frankly, he hasn't um, done a whole ton to dispel that notion. You know, he was on tape a couple of years ago talking about how we needed to phase out the oil sands and things like that. Yeah. So his dad was really unpopular. He's not a popular guy out here either. Well, Justin should talk to the guy I had on the show a couple of days ago who was uh, talking about electric cars. If, if the people up there think that's the solution, they need to... They need to <laughs> Take a look at what electric cars would do to your environment. But that's a different story. Um, so if you guys had a, a system like our electoral college, mm-hmm. would things be different? I mean, is this, are the urban areas calling the shots, and is it, is it almost an urban-rural kind of thing? Well, that is a great question um, with a slightly complicated answer. So... <laughs> The way things worked out in the federal election that just ended was that the Conservative Party actually won uh, a higher percentage of the popular vote across Canada. But the Liberals still formed government because they had won the most ridings. Um, Explain what a riding is. Right. So a riding would be basically the same thing as a congressional district. Okay. Um, I I think that's probably a safe uh, analogy to draw. Um, So you see how... So the, and that's and whoever gets sort of past called first past the post is our electoral system. When you, whenever, whoever gets past the most amount of members of parliament first basically gets to form government. Um, and and the 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 breakdown in seats in the House of Commons are are equivalent to the House of Representatives um, is is not based on the popular vote. So. This is a long-winded and uh, complex way of me saying that, to some extent, the system is similar in the U.S. in that you can win government uh, without winning the popular vote. But uh, there was promises, have been promises in the past, to change the electoral system to something that would more directly reflect the popular vote. Yeah. Um, that certainly, certainly, the makeup would look very, very different if that happened. Um, but the other half of your question about the urban-rural divide, yes, that is definitely the case. Um, you generally see rural areas going conservative in Canada in the same way that you probably see many parts of rural America going Republican. Um, mm-hmm. However, because so many of the important things that happen in people's day-to-day lives are administered by the province, not the federal government, I, I think to some extent that divide is smoothed over at other levels of government. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. It's, it's kind of like people who here in the U.S. would be happy happier if the states were in charge of more things than the federal government. Um, and um, so what you have up there, you have a you have a um, a um, a guy who won the did not win the popular vote, but he won the election just as we did here. Yeah. And so it, it is uh, worth remembering that he won. He is a minority government right now. So he has the most seats in parliament, but he does not have a majority of seats. So what he has to do basically is play nice with everybody or else he's going to lose his job pretty quick and we'll be we'll be back uh, back for the for another election in no time. So so how does it work like if uh if I w- were a Canadian uh and a, a citizen who was an activist what would I do to get me a, another election and so that I could try to get rid of Trudeau <laughs> Well so basically the way to do it if you want another election is 
uh, something called, you can have a confidence vote in the House of Commons. So mm-hmm. there are certain bits of legislation and bills that come before Parliament that are automatically matters of confidence. So the, a great example of that is a budget. When the budget comes out um, in the next however long it'll be, I don't think there's a date set for the budget, if Justin Trudeau cannot get his budget passed in the legislature, or if a party says we will not support this budget unless you do X, Y, or Z, that's probably the quickest way for him to him to lose government and head back to an election. Um, of course, he could still run again. There's there's no term limits uh, for prime ministers in Canada. So even if he suddenly is back uh, on the election trail, he, um, he he could try and become prime minister again. Hey, Tyler, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you explaining that to us. And I also am really happy that I got a Z out of you. You know, we don't hear that around here go. much. That's Z for people I, who don't know. It hasn't even occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can remember as a kid being up there, and these kids would say, Zed? What is Zed? It's a Z. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate it, Tyler. Thanks a lot. Anytime. Thank you. Okay, that's Tyler Dawson of the Ottawa Citizen, and we'll be right back. in a very successful, affluent society for many people, yet it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients once they are clean and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or, or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. One customer had a warehouse with a rat problem. He was catching over 20 rats a day. He called pest controllers, but nothing solved the problem. Then I came along. My plug-in pest-free commercial system got rid of the rats, and since then he's seen maybe three in the last 12 months. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair income. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget with Plug In Pest Free. This is the entertainment answer. What is my family pick of the week? Well, pickings are definitely slim, but there is a new animated film with an impressive voice cast led by Jeremy Renner. It's the animated Arctic Dogs about Swifty the Arctic Fox who works in the mailroom but yearns to become a top dog, which is the Arctic Star Husky. This cute film may be a better renter if you want to save some box office money, but if you have to get the kids out of the house, it is a pretty decent option. Again, it's called Arctic Dogs rated PG. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. 
Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, how about a little sports? Uh, how about outlawing football? Would you be okay with that? Uh, New York lawmakers considering a ban on tackle, uh, tackle football. This is from the New York Post. Uh, but this is for kids 12 and younger, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Um, this is not one of those namby-pamby things where you wish that people would just leave it alone. But uh, I've always thought it was kind of ridiculous to see 10-year-old kids in full pads running around. Uh, it's just kind of dumb. But what's interesting about this story is that uh, the members of the State Assembly Health Committee, they heard testimony in uh, Manhattan on Tuesday of this week from people who support this ban. And included in that was a former college football player uh, who's an oppo- uh, who is um, in favor of the ban. His name is T.J. Abraham. He's 42. He's a gynecologist who was forced to stop Uh, practicing medicine last year because of early dementia so he's a doctor and he thinks that uh, his dementia is is early onset dementia as a result of playing football but then i read down through the story a little bit here and it turns out that uh, tj abraham uh, if i didn't mention he's a 42 year old guy that's pretty pretty young to be starting to uh, sink into dementia but if he thinks it's football then you know you got to listen to what he's saying but uh, he played his college football at Duquesne University in Pittsburgh. He said he forgot how to perform routine medical procedures, uh, and he said that he says that the only thing he can blame it on is all those hits he took to the head as a football player. And obviously, he played at Duquesne, so he wasn't a, an NFL prospect. But uh, he got a career, probably got a scholarship out of it, and now he's suffering the effects. But he's, I think he might be saying that uh, it goes back to playing football at a very young age, tackle football, and that's what he thinks the problem is. So I don't think that would be such a bad idea to stop kids that young from playing tackle football. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.